Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Calling Tau City. Turn on your radio. I know we had some words last time, but that was so long ago. I got your message. It was a little harsh, you know. It's still a little hard for me to hear. Please take it slow. Welcome to Starship Sofa, part of the District of Wonders network. Everyone has a story in the District of Wonders. Come and find yours. I'm tuning in to your transmissions. I'm waiting to be found. I'm building rockets. This is the Starship Sova. Everybody, welcome. Hello and welcome to, again, one of these little rambles where I just talk about everything I've consumed, possibly in the last month, of fiction, TV, and everything in between, you know what I mean, what I kind of liked and disliked, and just, you know, say hello again and hope everyone is fine and dandy. So... Like I say, you, you know I kind of, we all fell with the dreaded COVID over the, 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 the festive season. And it gave us time, after the initial kind of hit by a truck, gave us time to just consume loads. You know, because we were stuck in, you couldn't really do anything. You know, like loads of kind of fiction and science fiction and TV shows. And I want to talk about a few things, you know... F- Let's get the elephant out of the room and we'll talk about Boba Fett, the new kind of Disney Star Wars production. I've got some some thoughts on that and I think we're probably, maybe we're on the, like episode four now by the time you see this, maybe episode five. I've got some problems, I'll not lie, I've got some problems. When it first came out, when I kind of watched the first one, everyone, everyone was complaining about there was too much backstory to it, you know what I mean? Like kind of this this bounty hunter's backstory, you know, how he got out of this kind of pit, you know, that pit that swallowed him up. How he got out of there, you know, and how he, where he is today. Now, I love that, do you know what I mean? And I want to class myself as an OG of the Star Wars First Brigade because I was there on the first three films, the first day of every release, the first 
time, I can't remember if it was the actual the first time it showed, but on the first day I was there, it might have been the second show, another third. My mum took us for the first two, I think, and I was brave enough to go by myself, the, the last one. And Star Wars, I mean, is the big thing, do you know what I mean? The kind of massive thing, and it's, it's just like an, obviously an escapism for us as well. I'm, I'm watching now, the, well, I'm watching Boba Fett. And on Disney, because the daughter subscribed to the Disney channel, so I sneak in that way, and I'm watching the Bad Batch, which is like a cartoon, you know, of like the Clone Clone Wars, a spin-off from that. So I'm, I'm kind of like Star Wars. So when all this criticism, I'm thinking, this is what you wanted, man. This is how you know what gets we from where we last see Boba Fett, you know, and you think that's it, you know, because he's be- become this kind of icon, you know, right through. The, the kind of, the, I guess, the, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, you know, he was this figure that's like this mysterious figure. And this is given you, you know what I mean? It's the kids in the day, they don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? They just, they just want the action. I just want to get what's happening now. And I was loving the the whole concept of like, you know, how he, the, 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 you know, he kind of meets up with the Tuscan Raiders, how he gets out of this pit and... It was just, I love the more the merrier, to be honest. Now, saying all that, there's some big bloody thing. First off, and, I'm, and this is just a fickle thing, I think, honestly, but the actual character, the, the actor that plays Boba Fett, it's too old. It looks too old. He's like a granddad, you know? <laughs> it's, and if the timelines, when you're going into the kind of Star Wars timeline, he shouldn't really look like, yes, I know he's been probably, you know, squirted and all this acid and, you know, his face, his all his skin's mottled and lost all his hair and everything to that. But he's got a bit of a gut. <laughs> he's paunch and he's, I mean, you know, he looks good for his for his age, but in the real world, but in the, in the Star Wars timeline, it's, he looks like a granddad. And it just doesn't, sometimes it pulls you out, you know, because he's, He's not as fast in, in the movements, and you can tell that, you know, like in the kind of the fighting scenes and everything like that. It's just a couple of the fighting scenes, and just a little bit like, take it, you know, just take it easy for the fella. <laughs> and I can, like I say, that's just trivial. I can kind of get over that. It's not that kind of big of a deal. But I watched episode three, I think it was, and what I can't get over, and what just pulled me out, what just like you're kidding, because I was all there on the front line fighting for this show, is these the brought in these scooter kids, and it's just it's not right. Oh, what was that? It's not right. It just they're not right in the show. Never mind the shitty cheap plasticky looking scooters they're on. It just. The dead shy, and I know what they're meant to be. They're meant to be these kind of, I guess, rich kids that can kind of afford these augmented reality things. You know, not reality things, all these augmented and fixed on, should I say, like metal cyborg Borg implants. And they're just, it's like, it just takes you from this, it's almost like a Disney <laughs> production. Do you know what I mean? This is what I guess Disney's great for, you know, like for these kind of teen kids, the, the the babies of the, you know, the kind of genre. And it just pulled me out straight away. And it was almost like laughable and comical. And they didn't even spend enough time. I mean, there was a, there's a certain chase in this 
season where they're chasing, you know, the mayor's assistant in a car. And that mayor's assistant is flying through the streets. But every time you see, especially the female scooter rider, you know, with a lot of, like, angst of air and aggression and just, oh, man, so, like, patronising. It was unreal. The hair's not moving or it's slightly flapping in the wind and it just, these shiny scooters. And I was like, oh. Do you know what I mean? I just didn't like that at all. And yet in that as well, there was some great moments. Do you know what I mean? You kind of you see the Huns again, and I want to kind of you know look at you know that kind of culture and how it's really you're not really allowed to hurt them, or you know what I mean. I think you go against all the kind of governance protocols if you you know you, you hurt a hun and the twins have got these two twins of jabba that are kind of sitting on this like that's good as well it's like wobbly throne but that's the the protocol on tatooine is kind of to be brought in on these thrones you know what i mean and that's a, another one of the the things that make i enjoy this you know this boba fett just walks around the town that he's trying to be you know the, the crime lord boss of he doesn't want to be carried around on a trailer like these two twins of Jabba the Hutt. You know, and I, I, like I say, I want to be, delve more deeply into that side of it. And what I did like as well, in this show, we we had... Now, I'm not sure how you pronounce I just know he's Danny Chiriro. He's... I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's one of the ones you always see in the kind of... The, the kind of Mexican gangster cartel films. So, like, iconic looking. You know... He's a trainer of one of those kind of, is it Rancor? You know, the kind of monsters from the pit in Jabba the Hutt's, like, castle fortress, you know, where the, someone falls in and gets gobbled up in the in the films. Well, they bring one back, and that was lovely to see this kind of giant monster thing and get a little bit of insight into that. But, like I say, it's just been, it's, it was, I was going for the kind of, Seven and a half, eight for Boba Fett, but it's losing points now. I'm on to about six out of ten for it. Like, I just, I don't know if it's got the, like you say, there's too many things now. I pull, I love it. Don't get us wrong, but there's too many things pulling us out of the story. Now that didn't happen with the Mandalorian. That didn't happen at all. Do you know what I mean? It didn't happen at all with Rogue One. There is some brilliant stuff out there, but then, and I was hoping this one was going to be, but. I'm, I'm kind of nearly falling off the fence, for for one for a better, you know, description. So I'm consuming that. What else am I consuming? The best film of 2022. I know it's early yet. Is just a French feel good film. It's, it's subtitled. Honestly, please go and watch it. Untouchable. I think is it Untouchables or Untouchable? <gasps> and it's a true story. And it was one of these films that I sat down with the, the full family and I'll be honest, I wasn't that bothered to watch it because it was my son Reed said, there's a good film, The Untouchables, and I straight away thought of the Kevin Costner crime one and I thought, oh yes, man, I love that, we'll watch that. And it was this, like, a French, like, but, would you say like a buddy film? I'm not too sure. But we sat down and watched it and from the honestly, from the moment it started, it was just absolutely brilliant. And it's it's basically the story of 
like a rich millionaire who's looking for someone to kind of care for him. He's had some sort of like, I think it's a paragliding accident. And he's paralysed from the waist down. He can kind of move his head and he can talk. And that's a, that's really it. And he's, But he's got all this money so he can afford kind of the best of the best. And he loves art and music. And, you know, you can kind of visualise the person. But he's stuck in this, this chair and he's stuck. He can't, you know, he can't do anything. And he needs like a 24-hour carer. And this is where, and it's the gentleman, the actor, and I, I don't know his name, and I couldn't even pronounce his name, but he was in, he's actually in the, and it was on Netflix, just if you're wondering as well, on the UK Netflix, so I'm guessing it's it's around there. It was this, the star of Lupin, what was a French, kind of like crime, mystery, little drama season that was on, and that was brilliant as well. Well, that's the carer who looks after. And it's just the relationship between them, how it goes from, you know, basically, it's the wrong job for me, you know, and walks out to to the end. And honestly, by the end of it, man, it just, what a film, honestly. Not science fiction, nothing to do with tropes or anything like that. It's just a great film. And it was the best, I think it came out, it like broke all box office records in France in 2008 when it came out. And like I say, I'd never heard of it. I think in France, if I'm looking on the Wikipedia, it was called The Intouchables. But in the, for the UK and the rest of the world, I think it was The Untouchables. So see if you can find it and, and have a like a little watch of that. It was fantastic. Right, what else? And I'll go quickly over these because time's dragging on as well. I sat down because I thought with this, you know, lockdown and everything in like that, I've got a good time to try and me, try me hand again at fantasy. Yes. So... I'm hitting it from three angles, or I hit it from three angles. Two two TV shows and a book. And the book is, because I just got myself a new, and I didn't realise how many Kindles I've actually bought but, <laughs> over the years, but I've I've got about, I think I'm onto the fifth one, and I've still got all of them. My family used different versions apart from the very first one, but I got the new paperweight Kindle, and I put on there the, I think he's Joe Arakrombie, and it's the, the blade itself. And like I say, I have, the last time I really dove in, who drove in, who dived in, who should I say, any fantasy was, I think, when we started Starship Sofa. Remember, I think Kieran said it was when I said, oh, I've read all of Raymond E. Feist books. So that was up until that point. I got a bit lost with them because... I forgot I left them and I couldn't get back into the swing of the, them and everything like that. I, I, I got a bit kind of confused with where the timelines were going. But I'm guessing, say, the six or seven that I read from Feist in the early stages, I loved them. And But Kieran said it was like one of those writers where you kind of, you sit down, you take your prayer now, you put that to the side to look after, and then you just kind of consume these these books. So that was my kind of... Upbringing on fantasy, and I loved them. To be honest, I loved the kind of the, the magician and all of Feist's early work. Like you see, I'm, I'm a bit lost with the last latter half of them. So I thought I would dip in, and I'm loving, absolutely loving, the the blade itself by Joe Abercrombie. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But I'm only reading it on because when I used to consume loads of books, I was travelling to Newcastle on like public transport and I had you know lots of time, but now I haven't. And I'm only reading in the bed. Well, I can only get through about three pages and then the eyes go and boom, I want to have hit the pillar, I'm there till morning. You know, so I'm not 
I'm not a fast reader no more at all. But I'm really liking the characters, the the fun of it, the, the the world building that he's got. I'm I'm loving it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like like you say, it's fantasy, and I've never touched fantasy for a long time. And I tried as well on this role of like digging up fantasy. I thought I'll go into the TV shows, and there's two big ones out at the moment. One on the Prime, our you know Amazon Prime, which is the Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan, and there's The Witcher. Which is on Netflix, and I guess you know that net it, season two of The Witcher on Netflix, and <laughs> I can't get in. I got into The Witcher one, you know that kind of. I don't know what I'll, I'll, I must admit I liked it. Do you know what I mean? And that's I think that's why the blowback quite a few people liked it. But I haven't. I've gotten three episodes into this season, and I haven't went back, and I don't like it at all. And it's just boring. It's dull. It's too much. Like narrative talking, and I'm just not into it at all. Seeing that, <laughs> the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time one is absolutely shocking, man. It's, I don't know what it's trying to be. Now, I've never read the book, so they've been bestsellers, you know what I mean? I can't even, you know, they're obviously fantastic, and the, you know, they've, they've got their place in history. They're kind of they're one of the seminal works of fantasy literature. But the DC show is certainly not. It's just... Uh, Rosamund Pike's in there, and I, I can't believe she would even sign up for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, a famous actress like this, it's just... It's so unbearably, like... <laughs> like, hammy. It's it's terrible, to be honest. It's, like, absolutely... The acting's terrible. It's everything about it. And like I say, Rosamund Pike's in there. Not even her, you know, statuesque can pull this out of the mire that it's just got itself in for. And there's like little examples. There's one example where Rosamund Pike's... And I'd like to say, I haven't... You know, I'm not into that kind of universe or anything like that, so I don't even know the characters. But she's like a... Like a, a special, she's got magic power. She's part of the sister... Ter- like, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Group of sisters and they've got different colours, red, green and and blue. And she's one of the blue sisters, like wizards, wizards, I I don't know. And they have like a... There's like a, a male counterpart who's like who kind of looks after them, protects them, and I forget what they the, the call them. And they're all like this kind of little group society as well. And it's just it's their interactions when they're away from these 
kind of sisters for better of a description. It's just cringy. One of them, because his kind of ward or his sister died in this accident or this kind of this battle, he cannot really live no more and he, he ends up killing himself, committing suicide, which is, you know, you can kind of... But it was the after effects, this kind of funeral that had for him, these brothers that had for them. And it was just... It was so embarrassing to watch and cringy to watch where at the very end they're all kind of chanting, they're banging their chests and his best friend rips, <laughs> rips his shirt open to bare his chest. What the f- point was that? Do you know what I mean? And it was just like, oh my God. And all I wanted to do was hit the button and to switch it off. Do you know what I mean? But I stuck to the <laughs> The whole lot thinking it was going to get better. But everything, even down to like the sound audio, was so bad. I could have been a better audio engineer. There's a little bit where, and it pulls you out. There's a little caravan procession. And I'm going to say, let's see, eight caravans. And they're all in a circle and they're all milling around. So we have about... 25 actors, their characters, you know, milling around and they're trying to make it look like, you know, it's a little work and not homestead, but little, you know, like party. And the sound they've put in to make that look like a busier place than what it is. It's as if it's like New York Central Station. There's so much noise and traffic and people and pans banging and pots and pans and stamping their feet and cows bearing and oh. It's, I was just like, and there's about, on the scene, there's about eight of them in the scene, but the noise that these are making, like the, the background noise of life, it's just all, and it's like that though, all the way through. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I say, there's some big actors in there, but there's some actors that just really need to go, go back to acting school. It is absolutely shocking. <gasps> so what else? Well, we have just watched, again, it's it's a foreign language thing, and say, Untouchables was the best, the best film I've seen this year. June was the best film I've seen last year. The best TV show from last year and this year, and I'm honestly going to like it goes over, it laps over up to now, is Money Heist on Netflix. Oh my god, we've just watched, I guess, which is the very final one, and it's Spanish. We keep the subtitles on. We don't kind of change anything like that. It is just the best film, best TV show my wife's ever watched. And we just sat down and like, it's better than Breaking Bad. We went through Breaking Bad. We've been through, you know, the Piggy Blinders and all the kind of every. And even, I'm going to say because I'll, well, it's, it's probably even past The Bridge. Now, The Bridge is a Swedish Denmark TV show that both myself and my wife loved and it was our first kind of exploratory dive into the kind of the European crime noir all that subtitled genre stuff and but Money Heist is just out of this world it took us probably two episodes to get in because there's a bit of like touch of backstory at the very beginning and yes you do need it because it kind of keeps on going but you just get so involved with everything. Everything is just 
Well, that's how to do a TV show. That's all I can say. It's how to do it. It's just fantastic. What else? So, I've discovered a new writer that I didn't know existed, and I'm really rather pleased. And the, and I think the guy's been writing for quite a long time. He is Peter Kleins. Now, has anyone heard of Peter Kleins? He's born in 1969. And American novelist, science fiction, horror, aspect of fiction, and suspense, which is what Wikipedia says about him. Now... I haven't certainly read everything about him. It's a certain series that I've kind of accidentally fallen in through audiobooks, and it's the Threshold series. Now, I know he does standalone novels. He's, he's done... There's, a, there's another series called X-Hero series, where it's a bit like American superheroes... Sorry, not American. Superheroes versus maybe like vampires. Something like horror genre related. And I haven't even went there. It doesn't even appeal to us that, to be honest. But the Threshold series is out of this world. Now, I was looking, and I've seen this cover for a long time, and it's the his novel, The Fold, and it's the way it's just, this, there's a fold in the paper of the picture of the, I think it might be The World or, or something like that, and I don't know if anyone's seen it. Now, I'll got that on audiobook, and the narration is just top quality. I forget the gentleman's name, but it's the same guy who's done, like, the... Andy Weir's new novel, um, Project Hail Mary, and he's done quite a bit. The fold was tremendous. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I can say, modern-day techno-science fiction, you know, but with... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it with a bit of Cthulhu mixed in there as well. It was out of this world. Out of this world. It just... What a brilliant story. Brilliant characters. Totally believable. Totally... The, the 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 main character has got this, and to him it's almost like a like a hindrance. But to other people, it's like it's probably one of the most valuable things you could have. He's got a photographic memory of everything, of everything. Not just of the last like twenty minutes. You only show a few cars, and he can remember them. He can remember everything and play it back. And he describes it as like the ants running out and like showing them cards. Of certain events, and why it's be like a hindrance for him, which is really good. He's like, like you say, he can remember everything. So and things upset you, you know. If you can, like you say, if you, you know you have a funeral, you're upset with the funeral. So he can remember, say, his mom's funeral, his dad's funeral, and they're just like having that same feelings again. You know what I mean? So that's and that's just this this little concept is just why he's picked for the like the the. The journey he's he's on, because his his friend realizes he's got this special gift which will help him to kind of go through and deliver some information that you know the, there's a project getting built. I'm trying without any spoilers. There's a project getting built that they just want the American government's funded it, and they just need some updates. You know, there's not a lot, not a lot of updates coming through, so that's the kind of the just of it. But like I say, it's it's modern day. There's a little bit of science fiction in there. There's a lot of technical in there. And there's some Cthulhu in there as well. And it just works so well. Then I read 14, which in the Threshold series, read 14 before, you, if you were going to try it, read 14 before you read The Fold. Now, 14 is this simple premise. And I was like, that's not going to really get me, man. That's not. And it's just about this house where the main character protagonist discovers 
unusual things going on. And like before you read it, you think, well, all right, and there's something going on in the cupboard, there's something going on in the and it starts off like that. It's <laughs> but it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like the more characters from this kind of block of housing, this department, this this what's it, block of houses, like tenements of houses in so I think probably in, in New York somewhere in the suburbs, or maybe I can't remember now, maybe Hollywood, I'm not sure, <laughs> can't remember. And where it goes from these like first steps, where it goes again, it's just, I've never heard of Peter Kleins and, you know, he's been around, you know, these are kind of, this this 14 came out in 2014. I think the fall came out in 2015. Then there's Dead Moon, which... It's getting, to be honest, in this threshold universe, it's getting a little, got a little bit of a kind of negative vibe, so I didn't go there, and I wouldn't have went there anyways. It's a bit set in the future. It's in this threshold universe, but it's set on the moon and there's astronauts, but then there's there's dead zombies as well, you know, like the dead come back alive, and I thought, ah, it's not my thing. But I'm reading this one now, I listen to this one now, called Terminus, which is an action, an audible original, and this came out in 2020. And I've just started, so at the moment I'm on this kind of island, and I don't know, I think it's going from, how's how's the best to describe it, from the other side, the people from, you know, in the the fold, in the 14th, the bad people, I think this one's taking it from the, I'm, I'm not sure, but it might be coming from their point of view, so we'll we'll see, but like I say, I'm only about less than an hour into it, you know what I mean, it's... But it's a, it's a, like a series of books. It's a writer that I'm really pr- pleased that, like I say, I didn't even know I existed there, but loved loving the work. You know what I mean? Like the Fold and 14 have just been highlights of books of late. I've had some right turkeys as well, mind you. Oh, let's see if I can. Well, just in, and so, I shouldn't do this, but in Audible, I sometimes just go off reviews. You know, the amount of reviews of like our stars, like people are given, I think, well, that must be a good, and I've had some right turkeys out there from the, and I can't remember that, you know, I'd have to actually look up on, you know, type online, try and find the, the books. But luckily with Audible, did you know that? You can get refunds. You can totally like send a book back if you haven't enjoyed it. And I've done that quite a bit, you know what I mean? And I think possibly up to like three books at a time you can return back you know give it a little bit of time in between each one and and if you don't like it return it that's great little you know if you're in audible little top tip there for you so that's what i've been doing if you can check out peter klein's great books the 14 and the fold just totally recommend it's totally escapism Money Heist on Netflix is an absolute and amazing crime. You know what I mean? The the Robin, the, the, the kind of central bank of Madrid and the central bank of Spain. Do you know what I mean? That's the kind of the whole premise of it. Just a brilliant TV series. The Untouchables on Netflix. One film that you'll walk away thinking, wow, there's good in the world. There's good in the world all over if you kind of like that. Boba Fett, watch it, see what you think. Don't if you enjoy the scooter kids, then mean you'll have to depart. Mean you'll have to say goodbye now because it's just that is just shocking part of Boba Fett. But there's some good things in it as well. Like I say, I'm watching the bad 
I'm, yeah, watching the bad is it bad batch on on the Star Wars and the cartoon. I'm looking forward to the you know, the new things that are coming in in the Star Wars universe in 2022. There's there's quite a lot coming. You know what I mean? Which is more the merrier. Hopefully, we'll get some more good stuff out of them. Right then, until next time, I'd just like to say good night from me. Thank you for listening. Anytime soon, can you reach me? Is my signal getting through? Turn on your radio, I wanna talk to you. This signal's going light speed. By the time I get my say, I might already be on to you and on my way. But you're so far from here. I'm moving slow So I'm waiting on your call At home with nowhere to go Can you reach me? Is my signal getting through? Turn on your radio I want to talk to you I want to talk to you myself on a radio wave, I might get to you someday. If books were rocket ships, I'd need only the will to fly. I'm still building word by word, and I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there, out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there, out there by and by.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.